This is JDSA's Law Talk. This is the program that gives you the straight facts on our laws and how they affect your everyday personal and professional life. Product liability and recalls. In a time when businesses need to cover their bases, insurance becomes a hot topic, and the insurance conversation quickly turns to new, sometimes challenging questions, such as what legal questions should be asked, how much coverage is actually needed, and why is being insured against product liabilities and recalls so important anyways? Whether you're in the ag industry or any industry with products on the market, listen in. This topic is directed toward you. In this episode of JDSA's Law Talk, attorney Colleen Fry returns to discuss what you should know about product liability and product recall insurance. Colleen, always great to talk to you. Wonderful to be here again. Thank you, Clint. At the risk of being overly obvious, really, this is all about protection, our conversation, yes? That's correct. It really is the basis of insurance for your business. It's a way to spread loss, spread a risk, and generally be there to cover something that may happen in the future, a contingent. The concept seems simple enough, but it's always in the details, isn't it? We'll get into that coming your way next, right here on JDSA's Law Talk. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk, brought to you by JDSA Law, one of the largest full-service law firms in North Central Washington. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. If you have a question about today's topic or a topic suggestion for a future episode, email us at lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. I'm your host, Clint Strand, talking to our featured attorney, Colleen Fry, about product liability and recalls. Is your business protected? Now, Colleen, let's get into the basics first off. When we say product liability and recall insurance, what are we talking about here? Well, Clint, first it's important to note that there are other important types of insurance like commercial general liability, property insurance, employment practices, crop insurance, and several other types of insurance. But for today, we'll just be focusing on product liability and recall insurance. And those are really two separate types of insurance, although they both cover a similar topic. Product liability insurance essentially protects a business from claims that are made against the business because of their product. And recall insurance, on the other hand, covers the expenses and losses that a business may have from having a product recalled from the market. It may even cover costs like notifying customers, disposing of the product that gets recalled. Okay, Colleen, let's dive in now. The what, how, and why. Let's start with product liability insurance. What specifically is that? It's all about defects. Product liability insurance provides protection when a third party, someone in the market, a consumer or maybe another business, claims that there's bodily injury or property damage because of a defect in the product that is sold, marketed, or distributed by the business. Product liability insurance may also provide coverage for claims due to inadequate instruction on a product or failure to provide proper warning labels. Product liability insurance may also provide coverage for claims due to inadequate instruction on the product or failure to provide adequate warning labels. In the egg industry, those sort of additional coverages are rarely used. For example, you don't really need instructions on your apples or other fresh produce. But warning adequate labels do come into play in other types of products, particularly equipment and the machinery industries. Okay, so who specifically is this for? Product liability insurance covers claims by 
all throughout the product distribution chain, from the manufacturer, the distributor of the product, to the manufacturer of component parts within the product, the party that assembles and installs the product, even the wholesaler or the retail store that sold the product to the consumer. So wait a minute, you're saying if you're not the end company, but you are a company that provides the parts, the whatever, to that end company, you still need to look at this. Certainly, you would because your component of that product may ultimately be something that a claim is made against. So let's talk about how much this covers, the key provisions. So what products are covered and what products aren't? Well, as with all insurance policies, it's critical to review and understand what aspects is covered by the policy or excluded from coverage and what types of product liability claims are covered, again, or excluded. For example, a product liability policy could be written in a way that foodborne pathogens are excluded from coverage, or there could be a cap or a limit to coverage for a foodborne issue. And then that limits the amount of coverage that's available if you have a claim made by you. That's why it's so important to take these initial coverage claims to a professional like yourself who's dealt with this before and knows the intricacies in the verbiage and sees what's being left in and sees possibly what's being left out. Most certainly, going through your policy with your insurance agent, with a legal provider, even with your um, financial team is really a critical aspect of understanding your business and assessing your risks. Again, we're talking broad view here. Lots of details you could get into with your clients, but generally, what other aspects do you look at when you see these key provisions? Well, I'm also looking at the coverage limits. I want to know that if a claim does happen on a product, that you have enough coverage to really insulate the business from having to dig into its own pockets on it. You're also looking at the timing of your claims. As with any insurance, you have to understand when you need to tender the claim to the company, as well as the process for making a claim on your insurance policy and getting the claim resolved. Missing a window for making a claim against your insurance company by even one day would be a complete failure and really make it frustrating because you've been paying insurance premiums all along and now you don't have the benefit of the policy when it's needed. Absolutely. Now, when we deal with these, obviously, we're dealing with federal protections and we're dealing with state protections or requirements. Let's talk about any Washington acts or requirements that businesses really need to think about regarding this issue. Definitely. Washington also has its own Product Liability Act, and this applies to any product liability claim, which again is defined broadly to cover any claim where there's an injury based off of a product. And a claimant under this Washington Product Liability Act is any person or entity that suffers harm. So it's not just individual consumers. It could also be a business that has a claim for a product liability issue. Nothing is perfect in this world. There are always pitfalls. There are always things to watch out for. So let's talk about potential pitfalls with this kind of insurance. Well, with product liability insurance, some of the pitfalls are just that you don't have the sufficient coverage for your business or even tailored for your product. Perhaps you just bought something off the shelf instead of really evaluating if a policy works for your business. Another pitfall could be that 
the policy itself isn't closely aligned to the sort of products you have. Maybe you're in the equipment industry and your product liability coverage excludes particular types of equipment that you're making. And so that's not going to be useful. It also would be an easy way for a claim to get denied. And the best practice to avoid these kind of pitfalls is, again, to fully review your policy, understand the scope of your coverage, understand the limits if there is a claim, and ensure that your insurance really is sufficient for your business needs. All right, Colleen, we've been talking about product liability, but we're also going to talk coming up about recalls. That feels like it falls under the umbrella of liability, but it also feels like it's sufficient enough for its own category, right? It is. It's its own type of insurance, although they are so closely related. We'll get into that in greater detail coming your way next, right here on JDSA's Law Talk. JDSA's Law Talk will be right back with more on today's topic. Add your voice to the show. Email your questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. Water law. It can be full of challenges. At JDSA Law, we routinely review the laws that impact ownership, management, and protection of your water rights. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946. JDSA Law. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Visit us now at jdsalaw.com. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. Now remember, you can always connect with us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for at JDSA Law. I'm your host, Clint Strand, talking with our featured attorney, Colleen Fry, about product liability and recalls. Is your business protected? Colleen, we talked about liability. Now let's get into recalls. It's its own separate category and for good reason. Let's start out with the definitions. When we say recalls, what do we mean? So when you're talking about recall insurance, Clint, you're talking about what happens when your product is recalled, either because a governmental agency like the FDA pulls it off the shelf or voluntarily you recall it because you see some safety or other consumer concern. That's what recall insurance is meant to cover as opposed to product liability, which is what happens when someone gets injured because of your product. Even if there's no liability to the insured, like there's no actual property damage or bodily injury, there's still a need for this type of insurance? Yes. Recall insurance is very helpful just to help cover you. It's part of that suite of insurance that a business may want to consider. Um, Recall insurance provides that protection for your financial losses that the business would suffer because a recall event occurs. And part of that could be even if there's no damage or injury to someone from the recall, but more reimbursing the business for its own costs due to the recall event. What entities would benefit most from this sort of insurance? Well, certainly a business that is more highly attuned to having recalls occur, particularly in the food industry, agriculture, food products, you see a fair number of recalls and just becomes increasing over the years as science and technology, consumer awareness, the industry gets more attuned. You also see recalls on a lot of different products, anywhere from car seats to something electrical that happens in your vehicle that maybe your airbag doesn't turn on. And so you really have recall insurance for a whole host of businesses. When we're dealing with the legal realm, it is all about the details. So Colleen, what is covered and what isn't? 
So similar to product liability insurance and other types of insurance, you're always going to want to review and understand a recall insurance policy to know what's covered, what you can receive reimbursement for, and what's excluded, what you're not going to get covered if there's a recall event. By fully reviewing your policy, you're going to make sure that it's sufficient to, again, kind of hedge your bets through insurance. Where you have multiple policies, like a products liability policy, plus a recall policy, plus a comprehensive general policy. You know, those insurance policies as a whole should provide you the coverage that you're seeking for your business. As such, you want to think about each policy standing alone, but also them in the entire suite. So not that I want to give anyone an undue or unearned sigh of relief, but it could be, after reviewing these policies with someone like yourself, It could be you realize, yeah, I'm sufficiently covered with these multiple policies that I have, or it could be that you're not. Correct. And that's precisely why you want to review these with an insurance agent, with your legal counsel, because it does help you see if your business is sufficiently covered to the extent you want this sort of insurance backup. Okay, so let's delve into the realm of the hypotheticals. Let's say there is, in fact, a product recall. Let's say, in fact, it involves your business. What does this set in motion? So if you have a product recall, it's going to set in motion a whole array of different types of expenses. And recall insurance usually covers most of these expenses that are associated with a recall, such as the cost of the recall itself. It could be the cost of actually pulling all your product off the shelves and out of the marketplace, destroying and disposing the product if it's something that can't be refurbished and resold. Oh, wow. You might have to get rid of it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and so that's where recall insurance helps you cover because you've also then lost profits because you haven't been able to sell the product or the inventory. Recall insurance can also cover your media and your public relations. So how you're messaging and helping reestablish goodwill in the event a recall event happens. Recall insurance can also help you with your business because you may have a series of governmental audits over time until the safety matter that was the reason for the recall is cured. Alleged. Let's go with alleged. Alleged. Until it's, <laughs> until it's, uh, until it's uh, seen as something that actually happened. So it feels like a couple of these are huge expenses, but it feels like a few more of these could be death by a thousand paper cuts. I mean, a lot of different expenses to add up. Well, there are. And recall insurance, in addition to covering that cost of the recall itself, it may also cover related costs like interruption to your business because you had to pull everyone out of their normal operations in order to deal with the recall event. There may even be coverage if you had third-party costs like your retailer had costs because they had to pull things off the shelf. And the aggregate of all these expenses in a recall event can be significant and often would outweigh any reserves the company may have without the insurance coverage. So when dealing with this, it feels like prevention is the best cure. Prevention is always going to be recommended by your legal (laughs) counsel, uh, but certainly, and no business is immune to the risk of a product recall. Even companies with superb safety records and operating procedures could have a recall event. As I mentioned earlier, the number of product recalls, especially in the agriculture industry, has been increasing over recent years. You know, with that heightened awareness by the FDA and the industry itself to make sure that products are safe. Colleen, when you talk with your clients and they ask you, 
what are my best practices? What should I do? What are things I should actively be taking care of to protect from this sort of thing happening? What do you tell them? I think best practice is always to have some sort of internal quality control and safety procedures, especially when you're thinking about your products and a potential recall. Uh, You would want to set up a claims team within your business prior to an event. So whether that's a claim that's under an insurance coverage or just a claim that you think may exist out there, you should have an internal business process for communicating within your business, communication with the insurance company early in this process, and you'd want to proactively manage it. One trick I also like is to always have a champion within your business that's leading that process, someone who's very knowledgeable, who can serve as that single point of contact, and really serve as the gatekeeper of information because there is a lot of information that has to be exchanged in the event there's a claim that needs to be tendered to your insurance. Speaking of a lot of information, we just covered a lot of information. We'll bring it all together and tie all these threads together when we come back right here on JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Connect with us on Facebook and on Twitter at JDSA Law. Real estate law. The complexities are vast. At JDSA Law, our team of attorneys provide you with sound legal advice on all types of real estate transactions. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946. JDSA Law. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Join the conversation. Send us your comments and questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. Now, don't forget, you can find other episodes of JDSA's Law Talk on iTunes, Google Play Store, and wherever great podcasts are found. I'm your host, Clint Strand, talking with our featured attorney, Colleen Fry, about product liability and recalls and whether your business is protected. Colleen, so much information here, so let's tie it all together here. What would you like our listeners to leave with as we exit this conversation? I would want people to know how important it is to really understand the insurance world and the coverage, not only the type of coverage that's out there, but also what's excluded so they can mitigate against those risks. Figuring out the coverage limits of an insurance policy is also a critical component. So you know if there is a claim, how much leverage you have working through your insurance. Um, As with most policies, You know, you're always going to have that question, even if a claim is covered, how much is going to be paid out from the insurance company? And the need for impeccable documentation is first and foremost, you need to determine not just what to document, but how to best document it. And that's where I think legal teams working with other experts is going to be essential in evaluating if there's ever a claim. There's no substitute for experience, and you've seen it, you've been there, and that's a resource that businesses can obviously turn to. Yes, uh, certainly. When you have an insurance claim, working through those professionals is going to be the critical aspect of being able to really utilize the benefit of these insurance policies that you've set in place for your business. And having someone that can help assist you to make that practical, prompt handling of the claim and in a matter that really is for the benefit of your business and where your business wants to be for the future, not just maxing out your insurance, I think is the best approach. Colleen Fry, you are an amazing resource. Thank you so much. Thank you, Clint. And thank you for joining us for this episode of JDSA's Law Talk. 
Now remember, if you have a legal matter and require solid legal advice, connect with a member of the JDSA Law team at JDSALaw.com. You can also hear Law Talk episodes on other topics and submit your questions or suggestions for a future show. I'm your host, Clint Strand. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk. You've been listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Topics covered in this program are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be professional advice. Before making any legal decision, seek the advice of a relevant professional. To ask a question, arrange a meeting with a JDSA attorney and find Law Talk episodes on other topics. Connect with us at JDSALaw.com. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk.